Welcome back to the Podium Podcast, episode 61. I'm sorry I've been gone so long, I promise to explain everything. But, um, new Travis, straight up, on the way, August 3rd, Travis Scott has blessed us with new music. I... I'm ecstatic because I'm a huge Travis Scott fan. Straight up! And it's about fucking time Astroworld dropped because I was waiting for it. So thank you, Travis. It's my... Start my birthday month off the right way. And part of that would be a new podcast. August 1st, this will be up. This is Wednesday when you're hearing this. Recorded on Tuesday. Uh, Birthday is August 27th. Virgo Gang. Shut up, shut up. I hear y'all talking shit now. Oh, Virgos are the worst. Listen, people got to stop that astrology shit too. It doesn't apply to every fucking thing. Sometimes people just ain't shit. They got not, nothing to do with him being a Sagittarius. This nigga was trash already. Get the fuck up. What's wrong with y'all? Especially women like, oh, he's a goddamn Aquarius. I knew it. I knew I should have known, but shut the fuck up. Ain't got nothing to do with him being an Aquarius. I think he just ain't shit. Unbelievable. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yes, let's just get right into it. <coughs> I haven't dropped the pod. Hold on. Fucking drop my water. I haven't dropped the podcast in about a month. <coughs> since episode 60. And um, reason for that is I wanted to make the show more quality and less fluff. I feel like for a long time, where I started with a lot of... uh classic material it kind of like went into like this this weird space where i just basically came on every week and just said about talked about celebrity shit or whatever was going on on instagram and all this bullshit which is also that's not that's nothing wrong with that but when you can't let tell somebody if somebody say well, what what's the best episode to listen to i can't tell them i can't really I, what do i want to tell them to listen to this one i talked about all that old shit that happened three months ago so, with that, it took me a while. I didn't want to rush that. I didn't want to just come in the studio and just do a show and it'd be half-assed. And I wanted to give more, make this show more personal, which it already is very personal. But I wanted to make it more translucent and more, uh, just more media as far as, as far as, like, content. I want the content to be longer lasting. I want you to be able to listen to this, to, to this episode 61 three months from now and it still is relevant. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to get mixed up in that internet shit where everything just quick, 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 quick. And then y'all want part, y'all want content so fast. I miss a week. Yo, where the episode at? Hold on, homeboy. This is 61. This is a lot of fucking podcast episodes. All right? You got you can't do this shit halfway. You got to do it right. So, um, that's why I was gone for about a month. That's why there was no episodes. Um, I was, uh, Reevaluating the show's content and I wanted to bring you guys better quality and more substantial material. So this these following episodes from today on, every part of episode is gonna have a message into it. It's gonna have motivating motivated speaking, it's gonna have more intellectual things that we can discuss and divulge over and debate, if you will. So salute to that. I wanted to um Make that clear that I, that's, I wasn't just not doing the show out of laziness or 
just um you know just you know just lack of ambition it was not that it was me wanting to give the show life more life you know what I'm saying <laughs> hold on I got rid of the oh. more tune for your head top you see it you're seeing now let's get into uh Mr. LeBron James I mean god damn now I refuse to not talk about this this is black excellence at its finest as a LeBron hater and I only hate LeBron on the court you know what I'm saying? I only hate... And then how do you, and to be honest with you, I don't even hate LeBron on the court. I hate his fans. All LeBron's fans make you hate him. I don't have a problem with LeBron James. I, I think he's the greatest player in the world. I think he's an excellent ball player, top three all time. And then after that, that's when a LeBron fan comes and he's better than Kobe and Jordan. And I was like, all right, well, now I got to take his head off because you, I, we're going to argue every time. But... With all that being said, LeBron opened a school in his hometown, Akron. Fucking major. Big fucking deal. Big deal. Major, 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 major. That is fucking incredible. That is phenomenal. Now, LeBron also, let's tell you what LeBron got going on at this school. Give me a second because I got to find it. Hold on. Where's LeBron? I follow him. This is great. This guy is phenomenal, man. He's phenomenal. Now, LeBron's I Promise School offers free tuition, free uniforms, free bicycle and helmet, free transportation within two miles, free breakfast, lunch, and snacks, food pantry for families, GEDs, and job placement for parents, guaranteed tuition to the University of Akron for every student who graduates. Yo. Incredible, man. Like, this dude... Is like the best nigga alive. Like, he's the best nigga, too. Like, he's not only the best basketball player, he's the best person. Like, who the fuck? Jesus Christ. Will Smith, we got to pull you to the front, bro. What's up? Go to Philly and open a school, Will. You got money. Fuck the dumb shit. LeBron putting pressure on everybody. Now, Jay-Z did do his little thing with the Barclay where he got a lot of jobs for all the people in the, in the projects around that area, and we, we salute Hole for that, too, because... The philanthropy in the black community, we need that. Hoves did it. Braun is doing it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else giving back, man. We're giving back. You got to Drake, build a school in Toronto. Okay? An acting school or maybe a school for rappers that want to be actors or whatever you want to fucking do. Take, you got to do something. He putting pressure on all the big dogs. LeBron, this is great, bro. And I will never, ever say anything disrespectful. Outside of basketball about LeBron. I'm not talking about this nigga hairline no more. I'm not talking about this nigga beard no more. I'm not talking about his sneakers no more. Listen, he is a, he is clear. He is cleared. I'm not talking about him going to Miami. I'm not talking about none of that. This nigga is a stand-up dude. And we need more of this. We need more. This is great. This is incredible, bro. You sh- you, everybody should give back. That's how I feel like. Everybody, everybody, if you can and you able and you financially situated to do so, you got to give back. You got to give back. And um, salute to him. And uh, also, last night on BET, the Trayvon Martin story, I did not see it yet, but that is major. That should be in the forefront, and that story should be relevant as it is still. Let's not forget 
And let's not forget, that's where all the fuckery started. That 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 damn Zimmerman motherfucker, man. And, you know, I didn't watch it yet. The Khalif Browder story, like, kind of fucked me up. And I'm, I'm not really in a rush to watch the Trayvon Martin documentary. But from what I'm reading and what I heard, it's not really about him. It's more so of the, the gun acts in America. But um, I'll, I won't run with that. I'll just wait. So I give my own judgment. You know what I'm saying? When I um, you know, when I watch it, when I watch it, I give my own judgment. But uh, that's a big deal. I like how they did that. That's dope. We need that out, out here. Um, I've been reading a book. I've been reading a new book, and this episode will touch on a lot of those topics and that chapters in that book. Now. The book I'm reading is Modern Dating by Aziz Nazari. That's the uh, comedian. And he did a lot of research. And he wrote a book about dating in the modern world. Very similar to what I want to do, but not in the... It's not really in the lane of mine. Mine is more so... More so helping people with information about the opposite sex, men and women. So... You know, I like the book. A lot of it touches on things that we all relate to. And one of the one of the things that stood out to me the most was the way technology changed dating to a point where you can't get to know somebody anymore. Now, I'll be 33 on the 27th of this month. I'm from I'm like I had both eras. So it's very it's crazy to see the change and to still be a part of the change because I remember the days of getting a girl phone number, calling her crib and being scared to death for her to get on that phone and say, hello. Oh, Hey, Hey, it's Mark. Hey, what's up? What you doing? Oh, nothing. You know, just, uh, you know, just watch the TV, you know, ain't nothing watching Martin. What you doing? And you know, it was a, it was like a game of, I want to be cool, but I want to be myself, but I'm so nervous. I don't know what to do. And dudes were weird. We were, we was weirdos. Keep it a buck. We was fucking crazy. We was weird back in them phone days, bro. You know how swaggy you had to be to, like, bag a chick from the house phone? Like, niggas couldn't even use the house phone like that. Like, only popular niggas' house phone always rang, and it was for them. I was like, I used to be, like, young. And I go to my friend's crib, and they phone ringing off the hook, and it's for you every time? Like, nigga, my, my mother would kill me if I... Don't get your fucking number out to nobody else. No guy, nobody calling this goddamn phone. Like, damn, you can see him at school. What about the weekend? Nope. Like, shit. Man, we didn't have cell phones. You know what I'm saying? Before cell phones, niggas had to go outside. Yo, where niggas at? Go to niggas' building. Yo, scroll out the nigga window, see if he in the house. Yo, you coming outside? Nah, I'm just in the crib. Come on, son, it's boring out here. Kids don't even go outside no more. And... Technology really fucking the, the online dating thing. I've tried at it, but it, it it ain't it ain't for me. I don't think that shit is for anybody, really. Online dating, it's fake. It's like everybody on there wants to be chose. So you're gonna run into the catfish with the best pictures and the best captions and all these beautiful, elegant like you live a great life. And these people are normal as shit. Like, why do you put up... You, it's all fraud. The days of walking up to somebody and saying hello is over because everybody got headphones on. 
How are you supposed to get a girl attention if she over there listening to fucking Beyonce and you waving like, yo, yo, can I talk to you? Like, and she's looking at you like, what? If you don't get the fuck out of my face, I'm not taking my music off for you. What? What is gonna? What is human communication gonna be like in thirty years? It gets you to wonder, man, because now, like, you can't even call a bitch unless you're really cool with her. To call a chick you like, you gotta like have be y'all gotta be some months in talking. You can't call her first week you met her. Nah, not unless it's like, yo, I'm right here. Where are you? Like that, like that's the only time. But to call her and Jones on the phone, nah, nah. These iPhones do too much. <laughs> it's too much to do on the phone. If you got Sprint, you can't even talk on the phone with the internet. You got to be on Wi-Fi. Nah, nah, nah. This is too much distractions and there's too many options out here. And in the book, it discusses how many options a person has these days. Back in the days, a lot of people used to just date people on their block. Date people they knew from school. And these days, like, young people are not, they're not into, like, settling down at 21. They want to travel. They want to party. They want to be young. Back in the day, everything was so, like, traditional. It was like you graduate school, you find a wife, you have a family. She stays home and watches the kids, and you go to work and provide for the family. And then that changed when the women's rights came in, and women was like, nah, I don't want to be in this house, nigga. I need to be out making my own fucking money. I'm not going to be catering to you. And then comes the divorce rate spikes up. Now, I'm not blaming women's liberation on that, but I'm just saying the options that people have now with this social media and the internet and Facebook and all this other shit and Snapchat, you walking around, you, you're not even, you can look, you can find a woman without even leaving the comfort of your bed. You can scroll Instagram, just slow up and like, who's this? I don't know. I'll follow. Who's this? I don't know. I'll follow. I'll send him a message. It's that easy now. So we are, we are fucked. This, <laughs> the generation we are, we are in and the one that's coming up, we are fucked. We are federally fucked because man, we got a ways to go, ways to go. Now, earlier on my Instagram, I put up some words of encouragement for um, just for life in general. And these are things that I apply to my life now that I feel like people can learn from and can use to help themselves, protect themselves and be their best selves. So I'm going to give this to y'all. Today's word, part one, we must learn to take responsibility for our actions. It's easy to play victim when somebody does you wrong. Why did they why did they do it though? Why did they feel it was why did they feel it was okay? It was you. You allowed that person close enough to hurt you. Totally normal. However, that shouldn't happen more than two times. We have to learn from our mistakes or we cannot grow. Making the same mistake over and over isn't a mistake anymore. Love is dangerous yet beautiful. Sounds impossible, right? It's not. Love can make you blind to the wrongdoings of the person you love. You have to keep yourself first, regardless of how selfish it may seem. That unselfish behavior has to be earned. Hold back a little. Sometimes the right thing to do is to do nothing but watch. Don't act, just watch. See if that person is worthy of all the good in your heart, all the love you want to give. Keep that love to yourself. Make yourself happy at all times. You are not responsible for another person's happiness and well-being. They have to do that for themselves first. Now, that right there is basically just saying... You got to be about you, no matter what, because the only way you can protect yourself from others is to be at one with yourself. You got to know when people do wrong by you, it shouldn't hurt you to the point of depression. It shouldn't hurt you to the point of tears. Not after, not, not after it's happened already. 
If it's happened already two times, the third time, it shouldn't feel the same. You can't be that vulnerable. You have to, you got to put yourself first. Because people will always let you down. You wait on people, they'll disappoint you. And not everybody will. And then that's that right person. That one person that doesn't do all the fuck shit you've been through is the one. Is the one, period. That one that doesn't let you down, that doesn't break their word, that means what they say and do what they say. Those are the people you're supposed to take serious. I don't know why people want to play games and they want difficulty and they want love to be this big fight that's constant. Like, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Stop, stop looking for self-sabotage. Like, people love to be in fucked up situations. And that's not, that's not love. Love is not, not anger and, and, and resentment for one another. You shouldn't feel like this person ruined my life. No, no. You let that person in your life, too. You're responsible too. So at that point, you have to realize, yo, I did it. It was me. I know better now. You got to take responsibility for things that go wrong in your life. The person that did wrong to you didn't do wrong to you just because. They did wrong to you because you let them that close. Now, maybe this is me reflecting a little bit onto y'all. But from what I learned and all the shit I've been through, I realized this in life. You have to... You got to take accountability for every single thing that happens. Things go wrong because you were something you went wrong. You did something. Find that out. Solve it within yourself. You don't owe that person nothing. It's a mistake. You got to learn from that. So in that, you got to separate the person from the mistake. The mistake happened when you allowed that. You let your guard down for a second. You slipped. Okay, cool. I'm going to regroup. We get it back. We do it right. But stop. People love to blame others for their, their unhappiness. You can't blame you. A person should not ever be able to control your happiness. You have to control that. You. It's up to you. You got to be happy. You got to make yourself happy. If you're waiting for another motherfucker to make you happy, you're in a bad space. I'm telling you right now, I've been there. I've been there. Trust me. I learned all of this through life. I'm 30, throwing on 33. I've been in one, two long-term relationships. And every single time things went wrong, when I reflect on it now, I can see why that would happen. I can see how I was at fault for it happening. I can see where I should have fixed it. And I learned from those mistakes, which is why now I take time to myself because when I let people close to me, it's cool. It's always cool in the beginning. And then, you know, you got to assess the situation. Like, do I want this person near me or not? And if I don't, I got to let you, I got to move on from you. I can't waste your time because wasting your time is going to fall onto me. And I won't be responsible for your unhappiness. I won't even allow you to let me be responsible for your unhappiness. That's how grown I am with it now. I don't want to waste nobody's time. I don't want to control nobody's emotion. Excuse me, I'm thirsty as hell. I'm on this damn diet. I can't eat. Not can't eat, but I can't eat. I'm used to some fucking guzzling water. But um, yeah, I just want people to be more selfish sometimes. It's okay to be selfish. Now... What I mean by being selfish and not a selfish person. Being selfish with you. Selfish with you. Selfish with yourself. You can't let everybody in your space. You can't let everybody have your time. Everybody doesn't deserve all of you. You got to just, you got to like delegate that. It has, they have to earn it. People got to earn that shit. Y'all let people in so easily and there's, and there's nothing wrong with letting people in. But you can let them in and also keep your guard up. Okay, I'll let you in. You in my space. You have my attention. You have my time. You're on my mind. But as far as my heart, they so you got some work to do to get in there. You got some work to do to get in there. And y'all, y'all, y'all make it too easy. 
That make it too easy. You can't. You got to have better judgment of character. I say this on the show all the time. Better judgment of character. Watch people. I said in the post. Sometimes you got to sit back and just watch. You just got to watch people. Just watch and just figure out their characters. See, see, see the, see, the, see the characteristics and see the traits. And if you see something you don't like and you don't want to tolerate, you can't change that person. That's who they are. Believe that shit. Believe it. And if you see it and you're like, I can't deal with that, go. You got to go. Regardless of how it may feel, regardless if you feel like it's premature, you can't change people. And people are not going to change for you. They're going to change when they're ready. So stop wasting your time and stop allowing them to waste your time and get up out of that. Life goes on. You move on, you meet somebody else. You know what I'm saying? But let it happen. Don't, don't force it. A lot of women nowadays, they like to approach men. And that is ass backwards, ladies. I'm here to tell you that shit. Stop chasing niggas. You know what you're doing to a male's ego? When a woman comes up to a man and shows she likes him and she just throwing him all this crazy rhythm and you don't really see no chase back. You know what I'm saying? Like this nigga don't know who the fuck you is, but he know you just throwing pussy at him. Stop throwing your pussy. Take your pussy, put it in your pocket. Put your pussy in your pocket, you little thought. Throw, throw, throw your perfume at him. Throw, your, throw you at him. Stop throwing your pussy because that's all they're going to do is take the pussy. You got to push yourself out there. You, who are you? You are bigger than your vagina. You are. Physically. <laughs> so, when you need to get the attention of a man, get his, earn his attention through your intellect. Earn his attention through how you carry yourself as a woman. Don't, don't try to get him with the sexy shit and the thirst traps and, you know, you get his information and now you text him nasty shit. Like, you, you're giving this man too much of an ego boost. And that is not good, okay? The men's ego are big enough without you doing that. Let this let men approach you, okay? That's how it's supposed to be. There's a reason for that. Hold on. I told this nigga. See? I said eight. <laughs> You can't hit me at 1020 and say you're about to pull up. You're bugging. You know what I'm saying? But anyway. Um, yeah, hold yourself back a little bit. Stop stop giving everybody your all all the time. Like y'all be getting hurt because you extend yourself too much. You gotta put yourself first, man. And it ain't hard. You don't gotta be a bitch about it. Okay? You don't gotta be a dickhead about it. And it's not it's not the end of the world if shit don't work out. It's okay. I feel like like women hate hate failing and they hate like they hate like things not working in their favor and everything not supposed to go your way. It's not. That's not the way the world works. Okay? It does the sun don't shine every day. It gotta rain sometime. So, you know, get an umbrella bitch and get get outside. The fuck? <laughs> I don't understand, man. I'm, i mean, I want all of y'all to be happy and I want y'all to have your best life and really mean it. Cause I feel like when bitches say I'm living my best life, that's a sub. Y'all really don't be living your best life. Y'all really be stressed the fuck out. But you go go out and you go act like you doing your best shit. And it, hey, all that's fine. We know better. There's a nigga stressing your ass out right now. But you telling him you living your best life. Get the fuck on. Y'all gotta relax. And I really want um. I really want people to understand this other point I had up here. Let me get to this one here. This is the other one I put up. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Now, you cannot force respect. Either they do or they don't, and that's okay. You, res 
You must respect yourself, though. Disrespect is common. It's a natural reaction to pain. Everybody expresses themselves differently, and it's up to you to be clear-minded and open to understanding Clear-minded and open to understanding, opposed to reacting. Just watch and listen sometimes, because hurt comes from disappointment. It's deep-rooted. We carry things from our childhood into our adult lives that may not be good for us. It is important to be empathetic to people you care about, but not to the point where there is blatant disrespect. Stand your ground. I always go by, it's always about me, it's never about you. I know that sounds a way, but for my sanity, I always will be first in any situation. I'm a manic depressive type. That means I move on my mood. And at a point, the smallest things could change my mood from good to bad. I learned to control that. I learned I cannot control others and they won't always do what's right for the benefit of themselves. Wait, let me read that again. I learned I cannot control others and they won't always do what's right for the benefit of themselves and how they feel. In knowing that, I no longer put myself in situations where I can be tampered with. I will remove myself to save myself. It's not always easy, but it's mandatory that I protect my energy at all costs. And I mean every single word of that shit. Every single fucking word. And that shit has been working for me. And, you know, you know, you can't stress what you can't control. And oftentimes, that's what happens. We stress what we can't control. We can't control people. We can't control how they feel. We can't control how they treat us. We can't control any of that. You can't stress that. When people do wrong by you, it's because they felt they could try you like that. And now, instead of you sticking around and giving a chance, you have to go. Because what you allow is what will continue. I say that constantly on the show. If you allow somebody to fuck you over once, they're going to keep doing it. You know why? Because nothing happened. And you know why it's going to keep happening? Because you're still there. If somebody's going to slap you in your face over and over and over, how many times are they going to slap you before you say, yo, stop hitting me? <laughs> you got to move. He's swinging his hand and you're just standing there like, oh, he's just playing. No, no, he's slapping the shit out of you. Move away. Move from that fucking hand. You're hurting yourself. You can't blame the person at that point. If you getting your ass whooped and you staying, it's on you. Now, I mean that, you know, not physically, but metaphorically, you know, you got to, you got to, like, Take people at face value because people are always put on their best representative at first. And trials and tribulations will show you who people are and what their character is about. You know, you never know about a person till they backs against the wall and you see how they come out of it. And that's how you judge a person's character. Like I could like a female and I could be talking to her and everything's great, but I don't know her regardless of how much we talk. And how much we hang out, I don't know her. It hasn't been long enough yet. I'm comfortable. I, do I trust you? Kind of. But no. You could fucking flip on me just like everybody else did. And I, I expect you to. At that point, they're going against my expectations. And I shouldn't have any expectations, but you got to brace yourself. Because you never know what's going to happen. This world is fucking bugged. People are very, very, very foul. <laughs> and the only way you can avoid it is to be strong in yourself. You got to be so strong, that shit don't affect you. And you can get there. You can get there. Just pay attention. Pay very close attention. Watch more. Listen, look, say nothing. Don't act. Watch. Just watch. If people show you who they are, believe them. I've cut off friends. 
I've cut off females. Yeah, you know why? Because their energy was not for me anymore. Or they did something to me that I would never do to them, and I had to remove myself. So if that if somebody's doing things something to you that you wouldn't even do to them, why are you around them? I would never do that to you. That's you should never have to fix your mouth to say some shit like that to somebody. Don't even give them that kind of respect. Just move, move the fuck on, get out of there. I would never do that to you. How you did to me, and and, and that right that line hurts to say because it's so true. You know what I'm saying? Like some people. And when I got cheated on, I was faithful when she did that shit. I was like, yo, this bitch cheated. I would never do that to her. I would never cheat on her. And she cheated? Why, why would she do that? And I didn't understand it. And I should have left that situation when it happened. But I was young and still learning. Now, at 33, a bitch cheated on me? I wouldn't even. i laugh. I'd be like, you did? <laughs> All right. Well, good, enough, good to know you. Like, it's not even. I'm not even going to entertain or try to understand why it happened. It's not my place. You knew what you was doing. No, nobody cheats by accident. You didn't slip and fall on a dick. All right? That was premeditated. You wasn't passed out drunk and somebody raped you. No, no, you fucked in there. That's cheating. That's fucking foul. That's crazy to me. And at that time, I was like, I would never do that. Why would she do that? But you're young. My reaction back then was to do it back. But don't get caught because if once you get caught, it's not it's not cool anymore. You only you only got to do it when they don't know. When they, say, when they don't know, it's more fun because I got this on you. You don't know, man. That shit made me a monster, and I hated that I had to go through that and grow through that because it made me very 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 damaged, you know, for a long time. Even a little bit now, like I'm a little, I still got a little bit of saltiness, if you will. Still a little salt left on the wound. It ain't all the way dissolved yet. There's only a couple of grains of salt there. I don't want to brush it off. I need to feel that burn that it still be that it's gonna do. You know what I'm saying? I need to full, fully, fully, fully heal. Like super, like where there's no even not even a scar. I'm putting Lord Lotrimin on my shit. <laughs> but um Enough of all that. I hope y'all got something from that. I got a few hit-ups in my DM about it earlier, so people did like it, and they, it was responsive, and they liked that. So, you know, I'm ha- I want to keep the show um, a good balance between fuckery and fun. I mean, fuckery and, uh, and real shit. So now that we got the real shit out the way, it's time for some fuckery. I know I can't be too, too clean, right? And I know that. So, what the fuck is going on, y'all? We ain't been here in a minute. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. Takashi got fake robbed. That happened. <clears throat> what else is going on in the world? Shit. Nicki Minaj is still drowning. Now, listen. I put this in my story, and a lot of people talk shit about me, but they're gonna, I, I didn't get to, get to explain this to them. I will explain this to y'all. Nicki Minaj has been drowning all year. She has recently jumped on Takashi 6 9 song, Fifi. The song hit Billboard just like he always says it will. He's now 8 for 8. Congrats to Takashi. Great. Nicki, is that why you got on that song? Because you thought you could make it number one? <laughs> oh, 
shit. Listen, when Takashi said he's on Billboard, you know that that don't mean like like top five. That mean like he just on Billboard. He might be number thirty eight, but he on that bitch. That's what he talking about. This one I think went like number ten or some shit like that, or one on iTunes, whatever the fuck it was. Nicki's songs be hot for the week and they die off. Okay. Oh, new Nicki. Let's let's stream it. Let's stream it. And she posts all these bullshit numbers. Post the second week, bitch. Them shits all fell 45,000%. <laughs> get the fucking... Nikki. Nikki, get the fuck out of here, man. Oh, it's August, bitch. Where's the album? Where's the album? We is Tomorrow's August. Today's August 1st. Nikki, what's up? Where's, what's the date she said? The 17th? You got a couple weeks, Nikki. Okay? So they throwing shit at Safari and, 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 and fucking uh, <laughs> indictment. I don't know what the fuck going on. Rich the Kid sitting in her tweets talking about Nikki. If you need hits, hit me up. God damn it. Rich the Kid could actually say that. Because he got hits. Two of them. One with Kendrick, one with him. New, the new Freezer and fucking uh, Plug Walk. He got them. He got them. Platinum Records. Rich the Kid got a couple of them. He might have another one. We don't know. But it's looking bad for Nikki. Cardi had the baby. Congrats to Cardi. And Offset. And all of that, Cardi is posting fucking uh, ATM withdrawals for her Lamborghini. Uh, Cardi, Cardi, do not, do not feel like you gotta show yourself for these fucking idiots on the internet. If I'm Cardi, I wouldn't even be on Instagram no more. These these niggas gotta see me on Offset shit. They not seeing my nah, nah 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 nah. I know she got fans, but these niggas turn your comments off or something. Because you're reaching now. Why would you? Why the fuck would you ever post an ATM showing people you withdrew a five hundred some thousand in cash? Why? Why? Who gives a fuck? Who cares? Most motherfuckers can't even smell that car. You sitting on it in front of your house, and you got you think you got something to prove to these people, man? Offset got to reel her in and let her know. Like, listen, we about God around here. Ain't none of this devil shit getting through. It's too much. It's too much. And um. What's going on with Boot Gang, man? This nigga, Boot Gang, he is dying before our eyes. This motherfucker went to the Adam 22 podcast interview, the No Jumper. Salute to Adam 22 and the No Jumper podcast. I do enjoy that show. Um, This nigga was high as a motherfucker on whatever. I don't know if he was drunk. This nigga stood up to leave. We wanted to take a picture. He's falling face first into the wall. Okay. The nigga had a whole porno on Instagram. They deleted his page, so now he ain't getting no money. On Snapchat, this nigga done got shot in the leg twice in L.A. What in the fuck is going on with this nigga boot game? Then the academics put up a video of him getting robbed or some shit. And academics gotta stop posting every fucking thing. Some shit, you gotta... Dog. My nigga. Academics, man. Fuck. You're not making any friends out here. And Vic Mensa is going to beat your ass. It's going to happen. He's going to beat you up. And it's going to be hilarious because you're going to try to fight him back. Because you popping shit. You popping shit. You ain't like that. You ain't no street nigga. You don't fight. <laughs> you don't. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, the world is smaller than you know. And I'm telling you, somebody going to catch academics. And they going to put hands on him just like they did Charlemagne. And it ain't going to be no old niggas either. It's going to be some young, agile, Chris Brown backflipping ass niggas going to stomp uh, uh, blood out this nigga. Okay? I'm telling you. Watch yourself. 
<clears throat> in other news, what else is going on? Shit, there's a whole bunch of shit I missed. A whole lot of shit I missed. <clears throat> power. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about power. <clears throat> uh, this episode that just passed might have been one of the best episodes of the season. Now, if you don't watch, if you haven't seen the episode, I'm, I don't know what to tell you. This is Wednesday now, goddammit. Uh, this episode, it was Tariq and Raina's birthday. Of course, it was sad because Raina's dead. They show Tasha in that terrible ass weave. Yo, pray for pay for Tasha weave on power. Tasha and her weave go to the bakery with this 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 bald nigga. It, and Ghost, I don't even I don't even think Ghost give a fuck. He's still on Angie. I don't know how Angie don't got no cheeks. But anyway, this uh. She go get the cakes and dude said, Hey, Miss St. Patrick, uh, birthday cake, two cake, one strawberry, one whatever. Oh no, just one this year. Very sad scene that day. Um Yeah, but then they got the cake to the house and it said happy birthday, Raina, and I guess they didn't get Tariq a cake, which I would have felt away. Uh yeah. So that's crazy. And then Tariq asked the question that everybody wanted to say since season since last season, but or the season before that. Tariq asked his mother, do you wish it was me that got that died instead of Raina? And Tasha stayed quiet, like, and she walked out the room. Everybody, I know everybody was like, yes, yes, yes. You, y'all motherfuckers are nuts. <laughs> if you think this girl wanted her kid to die, I mean, come on. If, you, if they were twins, like, how you love one more than the other one? Like, what the fuck? But, um. Ghost and uh, Thing almost got into it. Ghost and Tariq. But anyway, this episode was interesting because now Dre knows that the Jimenez are not in jail. Um, It's going to get interesting because he, you know, Diego wants to move without his sister knowing something. And the face that bitch-ass Thick nose ass Dre made was like, nigga, I'm about to jam y'all up, man. Y'all kill each other so I could get the fuck out this shit. Um, this season is interesting, and 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 fifties up to his little slick shit again. Kendrick Lamar, though. Kendrick Lamar did excellent, absolutely incredible on power this week. He played a crackhead. Uh, he did it very well. And I, somebody has said, I think Kendrick might have been a dopehead in his past life. That's how good he played that role. I mean, he's from Compton. I mean, with, 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 with you people, I don't understand. I don't understand media and people. Like, do you know Kendrick is from the hood? This nigga didn't. What the, you know what Compton looks like? Like the hood part? Like the real, real Compton? Not the shit on TV. Like when niggas out there day to day, every day. Like, yeah, it probably looked like Friday. Felicia up and down the block all goddamn day. So, I don't know why people were so impressed. Like, oh, did he really play the crackhead? Do you think this nigga never seen the crackhead? He's from Compton. Jesus Christ. But, um, yeah, he did a great job. Hey, Bobby. Uh, it was amazing. Kendrick did a great job. Shout out to Kendrick. My favorite artist. You know? Yeah. Won't see Drake pussy ass on Bow <laughs> And, speaking of Drake. Shiggy put up a protect watch on this story yesterday and some off-white ones. Now, I'm not the smartest man in the world, but 
that's a little expensive. Which leads me to think, did Shiki get that check? Shiki, you got you got your check, Shiki? <laughs> See, he went car shopping, Aston Martins and all this. Maybe it was a rental. We don't know. But this nigga was flexing. And you know that flexing gets you hurt out here. So Shiki, shake, shake. Let's be easy, bro. Let's take it easy. Like, like Come on. You want to enjoy that money. You got a nice young lady. Take her out. Buy her some nice things. But, you know, don't don't get crazy. Don't get too crazy. I know you've been working. But a Patek and a fucking pair off-white, that's $1,000 for them off-whites. I watch about, no, I ain't going to get in your business. But, yeah, I think Shiggy might have got his check. So, Shiggy, get security. Because these wolf niggas will try you. You know this. You from Queens. Those are some of the filthiest niggas ever. So, that's happening. I'm glad that that Kiki Shiki challenge shit is dying out because it kind of kind of annoying. Like when shit go viral, it it dies very. I pray I never go viral with nothing I ever say or do, because that little quick instant gratification is so trash. Shiki was collecting bags for about a solid three weeks before. Now it's like, nah, all right, man. Yeah, we gotta just let Drake put this nigga in the video and just put the shit out. Cause I'm tired of this nigga uh, kikiing in the club. Shiki got bottles now. <laughs> it changes a lot your life, man. You nigga, you ain't never bust a bottle. This is what I don't get. Why would people touch big money? They start doing shit they never would have did if they didn't have money. Like when you was broke, that was that was a dream of yours to pop bottles, or are you just doing that now because you kind of lit. If I come up to fifty, I'm not doing. I'm not doing shit. You're not gonna see me. I'm out. You niggas can kiss my ass. I'm gone. Have you seen Mark? I ain't seen Mark in six years. Nigga, I'm gone. I'm in Nova Scotia somewhere or some shit with a bunch of fucking weed. Don't say nothing to me. I'm out of here. You niggas are crazy. Y'all want to be seen so bad. I ain't. Hey, listen, man. Omar Epps said it on um, the thing today on his, on uh, Breakfast Club that um being famous is not the same anymore. Like, you don't even have to have talent. You just got to get a million followers on Instagram and you famous. That is so fucking trash that the world has to come to this. I said on the show, Bernice, don't do nothing. <laughs> She's fucking famous. She doesn't do anything but put lotion on her and work out. She doesn't do shit. What is her talent? Somebody please tell me what Bernice Burgos does for a living besides look amazing. Is that all it takes? Is that all? I look good. That's it. What do you do? I, I look good. I don't do anything. You're saying you I don't know. I look great. Have you seen my butt? Look at it. It's phenomenal. And it's permanently brown. Yeah, you're right. You're famous. Yeah. I can get I can I can dig it. Yeah, but that, that <laughs> This is the era we in, man. We're in the era where girls in a robe Harlem shaking in her kitchen with a bonnet on went viral and changed her life. For the rest of this girl life, that's what she's known for. Do you understand that you got to sometimes turn things down? Like, if I'm famous for dancing to a Drake song, when the Drake song gets whack and another Drake song comes out, because it will, what about you now, Shiggy? What are you going to be next year? What, you, what is the talent? Where's the talent? I mean, are you funny? But where's the talent? Like, these niggas, he said on the breakfast club, he can't do stand-up. This blows my mind that these niggas want to be funny so bad and they only funny when it's forced. So you mean to tell me you can't get on the stage 15 minutes and rock that crowd? I've done that many times in my life. I'm not salty. 
It was, I, everything happens for a reason. I probably was doing that too early in life. I might need to start doing stand-up now as a 33-year-old. I might blow up now because I know way more and I'm way funnier than I was when I was 25. Way funnier. I know, oh, so I, my stand-up would be phenomenal. I do stand-up on this podcast for fucking free every damn week. This is stand-up. The shit I'm talking about, y'all giggle at in your car, this is stand-up. He can't do this. He couldn't. Couldn't fucking do it. Fat boy, I'm tired of this fat nigga, man. We gotta, we gotta stop putting these niggas in the forefront of shit. Enough. Enough. All these Instagram niggas are trash. I only, only like, I don't like major hype, bro. I'm telling you, you know what? Let me play major song. This song, yo, me and my man was in the car the other day. I was singing this shit. <laughs> I was singing this shit in the car the whole time. Singing this. And the nigga, <laughs> the nigga kept repeating it. Like, yo, why the fuck are you singing that shit? I'm like, nigga, because it's fire. Hold on, major. And it's a stupid song. It ain't nothing like. But if you know Bajans, <laughs> if you know Bajans, you notice they accent 150%. And it's just so funny. It's so funny. Oh, God. Hold up. Here we go. Oh, hold on. Hold on. This, yo, Major, man. Yo, Major. I really want him on this podcast so bad. He got a show on BET too. Salute to Major. The only comedian that that's, that I fuck with right now. Him and Lil Duval. But this is the song I was singing the with the other day. Well, I got another one for you, Dave. All right, Dave. Well, let me tell you, take off your clothes. Put it on back. Take off your clothes, then put it on back. Take off your clothes. Put it on back. All right, Dave. All right, then. Hey, girl, you look nice. Every time I look at you, I look twice. Girl, you look so edible like rice. Every time I look at you, you look nice. Take it off. Take it all back. Take it off again. Take it off back. <laughs> Yo, this nigga, hilarious. Uh, then he did a little video with the little kid at the soccer game. Bomba. Now, I don't know if that's the real song or not. But Major shit was funny as fuck, nigga. <laughs> Word the mother. Yeah. Oh, man. And what else is happening here? So, all right. Let's, let's, uh... I gotta be like transparent for my friend, for my, uh. I gotta be, uh, helpful to the community and my listeners and let y'all know what's going on with me since y'all tune in to listen to this for me. Um. I was talking to someone. And, um, you know, I'm not anymore. <laughs> now, 
this is the thing with me. And me and my man was talking about this in the car the other day. And it was like, yo, when when the fuck are we going to find the one? You know, like, at what at what age or what point in our life? Like, we're not, like, looking for it. we just, like, wondering, like, damn, in five years, I wonder, like, if I'm going to be with somebody or not. Like, who is it going to be? Is it going to be just some chick I deal with? Or is it going to be my, like, my wife, my child's mother? Like, is it going to be her? And... Me and him, we, we, we talk, me and my boy, we build, you know what I'm saying? And um, I told him, like, you know, I was talking to this chick, and, you know, I liked her a lot, and I was really not, well, I felt like I was, I should take a risk. Now, not to even to sound like foul or whatever, but I went against the grain, and I always tell people to do this, and I practice what I preach. I went against the grain. I went against the grain to a point where I was like, you know what? I don't care about nothing that's not of importance. Like, I don't care if her, chip, her, her tooth a little crooked. I don't care if, you know, her hair look crazy. I don't care if, you know, she ain't the flyest chick that I can meet. You know what I'm saying? But then, you know, I, I, tried, I tried to build, but then I tried to, like, you know, let her know I was invested in looking for a wife. I'm not really looking for just some fucking gold thing. I was looking for something serious. And, you know, she didn't believe it. I, and I don't blame her. I know niggas tell her the same. People, niggas tell women the shit, same shit all the time. And it just becomes redundant. Like, all right, the last nigga said that. What else is new? Right? But I was actually serious. I was sincere. And I gave the effort. I put the work in. I was, you know, be doing the dates. We, we talking on the phone every night. We FaceTiming and we texting all day and, Everything is wonderful. Everything is lovely. And then, you know, the physical came. And after the physical, everything that I felt before that, I didn't want that shit no more. Now, me and my boy is like, when does that shit go away? <laughs> like, you, you put this work in to get too close to this female. And you get cool with her to the point where she wants to give her body to you. And now you're in a position like, I don't want that. No, I'm good. And it's not that the sex was whack or whatever. It was decent. But it just, this just wasn't. Oh, man, it's just hard to explain. It's hard to explain. And, you know, like with women, once they kind of lay down with you, nigga, if you shit, if you good, she with it. If you fuck a girl right, she will. She will. You her. She's yours. With men, it really don't matter how good you fuck. Like, if it ain't there, it ain't there. And it's just not there. And I feel horrible about it. But at the same time, I can't fake it. So, you know, I kind of fall back <laughs> and just let the shit blow away. Like, just let it go. Like, all right, yo, we, I mean, yeah, I, I told you all this shit. And I, although I did mean it. Changed my mind. I don't feel the same anymore, and it's happened so fast, so fast. And <laughs> crazy shit. My homegirl called me two weeks ago, and she's like, "Oh, what's going on? How are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm talking to this new chick, and she's cool, and I like her a lot." And then she called me Monday, and I, she's like, "Oh, how's everything going with you?" I said, "I am." So she cursed me out. She couldn't, <laughs> she couldn't believe it. She was like, "You're not fucking serious." Two weeks ago, you said you liked it. Then what happened? What the fuck? Like I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't. I, don't, I can't explain it. I don't understand why I can't fucking stick to nobody or why I just 
nobody I, I haven't liked a person like I really liked a person like and like all the way in like three years I think my ex put some voodoo on me or some shit but like I used to like go hard like I used to make sure I cleaned the whole house made sure I had a cut fresh fit pocket full of money we out we going out I'm showing her the town I'm taking her hair there you know I was like doing my giving it 190,000 percent fully invested fully faithful all the way in I liked her that much and since her I have not done I have not kept that energy with nobody since and I don't know if I'm damaged because of her or I don't know if I'm just fucking fed up and I just don't have it in me no more to do that but it's bad and I'm you know me and my boy he go through the same thing he's like yo I know exactly what you're talking about he goes through the same shit. He's like, yo, I'll, I'll meet a girl. We hang out. Everything's great. And then like two months, I'm just like, ah, mm, I don't, I'm over it. And I'm like, yo, I don't know what's wrong with us, man. Like, and I'm not, we're not the only people that go through this. I know there's women that go through that too, that they, they meet guys and they just like, damn, this nigga ain't in either. Fuck. I'm saying that women is different. They ain't fucking all these niggas, but yeah, we, 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 you know, we doing, we men. <laughs> like if I don't get the cheeks, it don't count. So it's like, kind of got to do that to see what's up. And nah, nobody's stuck, man. That's that's hard. It's that's. I don't know what what. <laughs> if any of you men out there can understand what I'm saying, I know y'all do. Can y'all help help me to understand why after you get the cheeks, you don't want nothing to do with this female no more. Like not even like. Like not even like I don't want to talk to her for a couple of days. It's like nah, I'm just going not respond to your text no more. Not even like. Talk to you like it's just cold turkey, and that's terrible. And I know this. And you know, although I I have a pattern of this, I feel like it's karma to me that I don't find nobody serious because of what I do to others. Like, and I don't do this purposely. I'll be really giving it a shot. Like, nah, I'm really fuck with you. I'm gonna deal with just you, and we gonna see what happens. And nah. Mm-mm. Nah, don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. No, I feel bad about it, man. I, it's depressing a little bit. To well, not. To, well, I really don't give a fuck. To be honest with you, I really don't give a fuck. But, <laughs> but, I am concerned because I'm getting older. You know I'm saying a nigga do want some youths, but it take time to get a woman and meet her and really trust her. Especially for me, because I'm very, very, very cautious with that. That's why I don't have children. I don't play like niggas be having kids by accident. I'm gonna give it 150,000 with you. No, none of these niggas' kids is thought about. These niggas just be fucking. She get pregnant, he like fucking. I'm with you, keep it. A year later, he's the biggest regret of his life. <laughs> Why the fuck did I have this kid? I should have never fucked this bitch. Up. Just, <laughs> Yo, you gotta know who you having kids with, man, and hope they don't change up. Because uh, shit is real out here. And, you know, I want to raise my own little little cubs, you know what I'm saying? Have them in the world shining, representing they pops. I don't want to be that old nigga at parent-teacher night, but damn it, that's going to be me. I'm going to have to be the old nigga at parent-teacher night. I ain't nothing the way around it. Ain't no way around it. If I have a kid next year, by the time they're in third grade, which is eight, I'll be 40 fucking one or 42 years old. I'm going to have a gray beard, bro. I'm already bald. Like, what the fuck? What? It might lead to some teacher cheeks if I'm not with the kid's mother, but I will be because 
Whoever I have kids with, we get married. So if women, ladies, if you're listening, if you're my future wife and you're a listener of the show, which is creepy, but I, I don't mind, um, just know if we and you have, if you get pregnant, I'm marrying you. So that's that. I refuse to be a baby daddy. I'm not. I want to raise my, I want to raise my children in a family setting. And I will do whatever it takes to make sure that happens. I will keep that woman happy, make her a wife, not just some baby mother. So, but I hope, would hopefully want to be married first. But women don't, women want marriage no more. A lot of women are more afraid of commitment than men. I've noticed that. Like a girl would rather you just be fucking her to be her man. Just so she can say you're not my man. Which is corny. But it's cool. I mean, you give a nigga what he want. And you think you're getting what you want. But you know what women, you know, once you fucking them, they go get in their feelings eventually. Which is trash. You should not. But y'all do. Because y'all associate sex with love and men don't. We associate sex with a nut. <laughs> Straight up. Yo, that shit is fucking gangster. Um, oh, oh, boom. I wanted to do my um my Tyrell versus Charles analogy. Well, not analogy, my Tyrell versus Charles Charles uh presentation. I want to give this is in my book too. Uh, what a Charles and a Tyrell is. Now, a Charles is perfect gentleman. He opens the door for you, walks on the right side of the street. He does all the shit you want a man to do. He's perfect. He's financially stable. He doesn't have any baby mama drama. He doesn't have any. He don't live with his mama. He got a nice car. He got a nice little apartment. Got a good job, makes good money, has a great group of friends. He went to college. This nigga looks amazing. He's in shape. You know what I'm saying? He's fashionable. Not too fancy, but he does well. You know what I'm saying? Decent looking brother, right? Girls like girls like him. But they don't, you know, they don't fuck with Charles that way. Like Charles is a friend zone nigga. Cause he's a nice guy. You know what I'm saying? Charles is the type to make sure you get home safe and you know, call you before you go to bed so he wants to hear your voice and shit. Charles is the dream guy that all the girls want. But Charles ain't what they want. Tyrell, on the other hand, street nigga. Get money how he get money. Don't really have a job, but he always fly and he always got money. Live with his moms. Got a couple kids. Not with none of the mothers. Yeah, mothers too. You know, and Tyrell... Well, fuck the dog shit out your ass. Charles wants to make love to you and he's nice to you and eating your pussy with strawberries and shit. This nigga Tyrell busting your ass and licking it. And you love that shit. This nigga nasty. He be got, he got dirty money. Like, he go around his hood. Niggas respect him. Yo, Tyrell, what's good, cuz? You good, bro? All right, yo. Yo, that's your shorty. Yo, what's such a... Yo, she nice, bro. Keep that, you heard? You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he's that nigga. He, 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 he low-key mixy. You know what I'm saying? He's popular and, he, and people love him. People know him. They oh you oh you Tyrell Shorty. Oh that's what's up. She liked that shit. She liked that he known and he lit, right? But Tyrell ain't shit. Tyrell cheat on her. Tyrell talk disrespect her. Tyrell don't answer the phone all the time. Tyrell don't answer text right away. You know what I'm saying? Tyrell texts back when he when he get a chance. He on the phone with with with, with, with the other bitch with the fat ass from the club last night. You know what I'm saying? He the one who got bitches calling your phone. Tyrell shuts you out, but he fuck you good. Charles is perfect, but he's just not Tyrell. That edge is not there. There's no, th- there's no thrill with him. He's safe. He's too safe. 
Girls want Tyrell to act like Charles. But what they don't understand is Tyrell can never be Charles. And Charles can become close to a Tyrell, but never a Tyrell. Ladies, y'all have to pick one or the other. Y'all got to stop uh, falling for these niggas that you know ain't no good. But he just like them so much. You just can't not fuck with them. And, that, that, and usually it takes women to have a kid to realize that. It takes for women to have a child by a bum-ass ain't shit nigga to realize this nigga ain't, ain't shit. You motherfucker. Now you want to come back to a Charles like, hey, Charles, I'm single now. Oh, yeah, I got a son. Charles is like, bitch, if you don't get the fuck out of here, you, I was trying to be all of that for you, and you kept running back to this bird nigga, man, complaining to me. I was your shoulder to cry on, and you shitting on me? Nah. So, and when I say that Charles can't become a Tyrell, and I said I was going to explain this on the show, and I put it up in my story briefly uh, last week, uh, Charles can turn to a Chuck. Now, what a Chuck is, <laughs> Chuck used to be Charles, but Charles got hurt a couple times by some bitches he really liked. Charles got played. Charles got left on red. Charles got dubbed. Charles is different now. Charles ain't playing no more. Charles is Chuck. Charles started buying shit that he usually don't wear because he trying to switch, switch his swag up. Charles in the gym now. He ain't fluffy no more. He a little more toned. Charles is wearing better cologne. Charles is starting to party with different people. He's expanding himself. Charles is getting mixy now. Now, people know Charles, but they know Charles to be in the house, nigga. But now, Charles outside. Bitches look at Charles like, who this? I never seen him before. He's looking kind of nice. Charles is getting hood pussy. Because the first nigga that recognizes Charles is the hood bitches. Hood bitches love a nigga nobody know. Hood bitches love two people. Hood niggas and niggas nobody know. They don't like, they don't like squares. Just niggas nobody know. Oh, this nigga fly. He's kind of cute. Oh, this nigga. They like that shit. I don't know who that is, but I'm going to fuck with him. They like that. So Charles is running through hood pussy like a motherfucker. He the man in the hood spots. But now Chuck, Chuck want a real woman. You know what I'm saying? Like he used to meet and he runs into one. And he don't like them the same no more. Because now he realized the power of an attitude. You know what I'm saying? So now he's not the same hit shoes. Make sure you got home safe, nigga. Now Chuck don't give a fuck. All right, you, all right cool. Let me know you get home. All right, whatever. Chuck is colder now. He, you know, he's not like he was. Tyrells, them niggas don't change. They stay exactly who they are. They just have more baby mothers. That's what them niggas do. They don't change. They stay the same. They always won't get bitches because they always got them. Always had bitches. Tyrell Ben had bitches. He had his first kid at 18. Ben getting pussy. That nigga used to play ball and shit. Nigga in shape. Nigga waves and spinning. Nigga mad fly. A lot of bait. A lot of, a lot of belt buckles. All that shit girls like. He with that. He got jewelry. He got jewelry. Then got it. You know what I'm saying? He got a, he got a foreign. It's rented. But it's his. He in that shit. Bitches don't know it's rented. But when I come to the club Saturday, I'm lit. I got bottles. The bitches watching me. They like me. These are the, now the girls that should be with Charles. It's fucking with the Tyrells because of the show. They want to take that nigga that's in the spotlight and bring him down. And they're going to try to change him and make him not mixy. How? With your pussy? He get too much pussy for your pussy to stop that. He got to want to stop that. And women will drive themselves crazy trying to make a Tyrell into a Charles. It's never going to happen, ladies. You with some thug-ass nigga right now listening to this, and that nigga's a fucking G, 
and he cheat on you and he do whatever the fuck he want, he ain't going to stop that shit till he ready. Ain't nothing you can do. Ain't nothing you can say. If you leave, cool. If you don't, you're a dumbass. This nigga's going to do whatever he wants because he's selfish. That's what Tyrells do. They care for They go all about themselves. So stop trying to fight and change this nigga. Find you a Charles. And if you can't get a Charles, get a Chuck. Because even though Chuck is turning into... Even though Chuck used to be a Charles, he still got Charles deep down in him. You just gotta, you gotta make him show that again. He been hurt. He got his guard up, so he don't want to show nobody Charles no more. He's showing everybody Chuck because he think that's who he gotta be. But he'll, he'll be Charles for the right woman. Fellas, all I'm saying is holding your inner Charles. Don't be a full-out Charles. You want to kind of be a Tyrell more, more often than not. But you just want to remove the ain't shit part about it. You just want to have Tyrell characteristics whereas I ain't chasing you. I'm not going to be on your back and I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to let you chase me too much neither. I'm going to keep it real with you. That's the Charles part of you. See what I'm saying? You got to be honest. See, Tyrells usually lie. You want to be a good you want to be a Charles and you a Tyrell just talk, tell them the truth. A lot of niggas run from the truth, they don't tell it. The truth will get you a lot of places. Believe that. But um I'm going to play an unknown record. I can't call it Sleeper. Joe Budden got that. So um, I'm going to play a song that I like. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, Salute to G. Herbo. He dropped his um, Swervo album. Uh, Wiz Khalifa shit is aight. Rolling Papers 2. I, I expected more, but it's cool. Uh, Nori dropped his album 5E. Nori, you could have kept that shit. Dave East Project is okay. Uh, the Internet Project is inside. YG album dropped this weekend. And Travis Scott, Astroworld. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Juice World dropped a little something. Uh, who else we got here? What's this? All right, that's about it for the new music. Uh, Nas said he might be putting some out again. Uh, whatever, though. But um, I'm gonna play. Well, y'all probably know this song already. Ain't no point playing that shit. Man, this shit. Oh, you know what? Would they get me if I play a Wiz record? Cause Wiz got a record on here I really fuck with. When I smoke, I'm smoking right now, so this is this might uh. <laughs> Which one is it here? Oh, you gonna play a Wiz? But I know that all y'all listen to Wiz Khalifa. But I do. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Which song is it? Is it this one? Yeah, it's this one. This is called Bootsy Bellows by Wiz Khalifa. That weed with a G Got too much talent just to be sitting around with Weed and alcohol, that's the balance Riding in the bins with low mileage Working till my hands get calluses Been a player, I established it Whips be the fastest Chicks be the baddest in my cush above average Legendary status in my crib like a palace 
I know why they mad. Cause your bitch laying in my bed. Still got the weed smell in her hair. Coming home later, nigga getting cares. Make a whole pound disappear. <laughs> Come to money trying to get a dog. If it's for the gang, I'ma get involved. Look at me different now. Roll some weed and put your niggas on. You ain't about to pay for what you winning for. Am I so low? As I'm walking, I got a train road, you know that I'm a spark. Smile, ride so slow. Me and my gangsters, I hear them talking like they're living, but they ain't us. I can stay swole. Whoa, 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 whoa. I won't leave here alone. Came here with no bitch, but when I walk out the door, I might leave here with your bitch. Uh. Then going hard as us, we courtside chilling, smoking out the building. Regardless if authorities give us permission, boss bitches, niggas breaking their credit card limits to try to ball with us. We in talks with those who own it, own business. My spark lit, then I paint pictures. Don't leave witnesses, nah, nigga, my gang different. Pull the bins out in the rain, hit her once and won't even remember her name. Hella diamonds up in my chain To say that I'm dope is an understatement But no, I ain't underrated Came from a place where niggas make their own way Got some girls who fuck me but got niggas so they don't say I'm putting KK in the paper On point gang, ready for danger Long joints, rolling them things like broken fingers Too clean to ever have a stain Khalifa the boss before you beat the game I'm walking, I got a train road, you know that I'm a spark. Smile, ride so slow. Me and my gangsters, I am talking like they're living, but they ain't us. I can stay slow. was Wiz Khalifa, Bootsy Bellows. That was my uh, secret record for the week. And uh, that's, uh, that's all I got. Um, <laughs> thank y'all for continuing to support the show. I love y'all, man. Um, to everybody that was asking, um, am I right? <laughs> the show's still here. We still going. It's episode 61. Appreciate everybody for listening and supporting. Thank you guys so much. I'll be back next week. Promise, I promise, I promise. Be back next week. Peace.